Welcome to Caribbean Millennials. Good day, Caribbean Millennials. Welcome to another episode of our podcast, episode 31. How we feeling, guys? Feeling spicy? Dirty 31. Ooh. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what all this energy about, guys. Um, I just woke up. All right. I don't know what's wrong with these hooligans. I woke up like people. this. Fabulous. Yeah. Hey. I woke up on the right side of the bed, the only side of the bed being that really? I didn't wake up on the wrong side. It's just that I'm not a morning person. And I know there are people who listen to the podcast who are not morning people either. So you'll feel for me right now. But that's not the point. But they need you to be strong for them. (laughs) How was everyone's week? It was Valentine's, you know. I know we have some Whoa. I was about to say I know we have some salty valentine's people in, <laughs> on the line right now wow i don't believe in this valentine's thing right who is valent you know why is it this kind of, <laughs> well you saw there was feel this... like it's a commercial day created by the man yes right? yes oh. exactly extort people right capitalism according to a friend of mine if i don't get that day off it's not a holiday right? amen that's true Daddy, Snaps I get that Daddy has this whole thing like, friend. love don't live here anymore, you know? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> on, on <laughs> yeah. I just wait for the day after so I can buy all the chocolate in the supermarket. I know, right? Yes, on sale. Mm-hmm. It's going down. After I come from Payless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about Palace. to say, right after we record this, head into that Payless shutdown sale. <laughs> Liquidation. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, my week was great. Um, weather was much better, not as much snow. Um, Valentine's notwithstanding, I actually saw a it's Black History Month, so went to see a um, documentary on the Grenadian Revolution. That was very eye opening. Yes. Cause I'd learned about it in school, but like watching the film about it was like very eye opening how extorted by the US many of us have been. Maybe so. you wonder why didn't you just show us a film in school, right? Yeah, I, I honestly I saw why because there were some parts of that movie where it was very, very gory. Mm. Like there was a bomb placed in um one of the Grenadian cities at a rally to try and kill Maurice Bishop and the leadership, and three women got killed, and they actually showed one of the women bodies after the bomb blew up. Like, they shook it on the documentary. I bet so. if they showed it, it would have stuck with us. We would have passed that section on the exams. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, when it wasn't even on exams, really, right? Yeah, really no i know that's something was I have like to take a thing. Teacher. why do you teach me this if it's not going to be on the exam i have a lot of issues with teachers back home you know well i was like is that transition to me my week was hectic because i'm a teacher <laughs> Come in, i've been keeping a running tally of stuff they taught me that i'm never going to use in life <laughs> oh my gosh well sometimes i feel like is it even going is it even reaching them? Because, I mean, they were on chocolate all week. 
And then, you know, the relationship drama. I think I had three kids cry this week. So it's it's been a week. What age range? Yeah. This is seventh grade. So 12, 13. Nah, you have nothing to be crying about. <laughs> oh, trust me. It has been a week. The I most dramatic things. You get another girl on the playground. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're past playground age. But yes, it's like, oh, I'm dating him too. What? What? You're like, oh, okay. Same man situation. Saucy. All right. I get it. Calm down, Christopher. That's what happens at that age. It's <laughs> <laughs> how it starts. And are you like counseling them all in Spanish? No, I mean, they speak English. They're, they're ESL students. So ah. it's, it's Span- uh, English is their second language, but. But I'm still counseling them, so it's like phew, I'm exhausted. At the end of the day, it's like how are the how am I more exhausted about their problems than my own? I don't understand. That's wild. <laughs> but that's why today I'm going to the west side of the island, finding a beach, finding um, our ass. <laughs> exactly, and some coconuts. I thought she already had one. <laughs> west side, west side, west side. Cheating, right? Cheating on your your ass. Your no, coconut rice, like that's uh-uh, that's worse than the guy cheating on his barber. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness! The so best part about week. Valentine's Day was the uh, big, the big mouth Netflix. Oh my gosh! I haven't watched it yet. Me don't, either. Don't yeah. Okay, I won't spoil it, but yeah, you should watch no. it. <laughs> it's um, on my list. I would say my week was up and down. Um, so one was one was good, one was bad, one was uh, you know up and down. I um. I spoke at a at my old university um, this week to a group of marketing students, but it wasn't like my best presentation, and I was late because of rain and traffic. Um, but I was able to like work in a bit of like social time and happy hours this week, date night with Bay. Um, but Did you go on a date. Who did you go on a date with? Vernon, really? <laughs> nah, I'm just messing, guys. Um, was like, oh my gosh, she cheated on. But, you know, there were also like a couple days in the week I just felt like really down and I ended up crying when I haven't like cried in, I don't know, six to eight months or more. Um, so it was challenging. <laughs> to say was it a good cry or... Uh, bad cry. I mean, it was one of the. It was like a bad cry that felt good because it was just like a release of emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, realness is healthy. Hair. Wow, we did, like, that's healthy. In the podcast. You gotta I bring it up and then bring it back up. To, how, what? Okay. Um, did right. nothing this week. You know, <laughs> letting you guys know. I'm just I want Vernon's life. <laughs> watching TV, <laughs> dropping my sister off to, at school, taking naps when I feel like, you know. It's all, it's all, this is all part of my process, all right, on the job hunt slash waiting for my work authorization. Check back in next week. I'll tell you all if I took a nap at a different time, you know. On <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, um, nah, no, this week was, it was a quiet week, minus the fact that I apparently, like, oh, so... Remember, I made this whole resolution. I want to play more tennis this year oh, and whatnot. Yeah. So I was like trying to make plans to go play tennis. And it turns out, like the place that I usually go, I've been going. They've been being snobs, for lack of a better word. So like, there's this new guy they hired who was putting in this program where they're having like a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday tennis league, and apparently like the rich folk were complaining that they were coming in and the courts were always filled because of the league. So the guy left, basically. So no more Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday tennis league. So 
I'm trying to find somewhere else to play tennis now. But I mean, that's probably the most exciting thing. If you know somebody who knows somebody who is an advanced tennis player in the Dallas Fort Worth area, hit us up. No, I, I don't <laughs> Have know you tried about, um, if you're up? not in Plano? I'm not driving to meet you anyway. Really? I what if I drive you to now. tennis? Again, Have if you're you not in meetup? Um, yeah, but the thing with meetup, it's it's not it's uh, what it's not even that they beginners. It's that when they meeting, I'm not driving all the way out here from Plano. Like that's a, a no. I'm, I'm good. Be okay. We will like. solve it. We'll solve that. We'll solve I it. know. I can drive you. I can drive you. Anyway, guys, so we got a lot of positive feedback on last week's episode. So if you heard, Camille is back. Yay, Camille. What up, what up? And we're continuing, um, kind of continuing last week's episode, but talking more about the elusive list of, you know, when you're trying to find somebody, trying to find your perfect one, the list, but also starting to tackle dating differences. So if you differ from somebody by culture, religion, family, these kinds of things, and how do you um, tackle that, right? So where do we start? At the beginning. <laughs> At the beginning. So I guess some of the questions will, what are the must-haves on your list, right? If we have to have a list. Okay, right? so, okay, okay. Oh, Assuming so, there's so a this list. is where we're starting. So uh, that depends. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Remember, the pool has multiple ladders or you could jump. I just wonder if Camille have a list the way she said that they're like, hey, I don't know about this list. Like, well, so I guess let's start there, right? Of whether you have a list or not, right? And what determines whether you have a list or not. So Camille, you want to provide some insight or your thoughts there? Well, I think it, it gets kind of complicated, right? Because I kind of don't, I don't see what the sense of a list is because mm-hmm. most of the time you end up with somebody who has nothing to do with your list and you could have a list and then have, you know, have these things you want to check off and then you find the person who has these things and you're unhappy or they could have nothing on the list and you're still unhappy or they could have the things on the list uh, or, you know, nothing on that list and, and you're happy. So I, I don't, the concept of a list is to me a little, I don't know. It doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. But now, do you have deal a list of deal breakers or no? I would say instead of like, I don't know if it counts as a list, but maybe those preferences or those things that maybe you would hope that you could have. I don't know if that makes sense. I do have things that I think are deal breakers, but I'm trying to force myself to be more open to them. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. less of a list. Does this make sense? I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it makes sense. You said something that, that you have things that you're trying to be more open to. Like, I don't know. Like, when when it comes to, like, dating, like, do you feel like at some point they have some things you just cannot compromise on? Well, I guess, I don't know, maybe because I haven't been faced with them yet. So I don't really know. It's kind of hard to speak on something uh, you've never been okay, faced okay, with. Okay. I mean, if I had deal breakers, so if we're going to talk about what I would hope I could have and what I usually don't like, I mean, I have pretty simple things. You know, somebody who makes me laugh because I'm a little bit more serious sometimes. 
uh, somebody who listens to me because I spend all day listening. Mm. So it's nice to have someone who listens to me and maybe someone who's driven. But deal breakers for me are not really deal breakers, but they're things that I typically look at that I'm like, uh, (laughs) age for me, if you're younger, that's really hard for me to, you know, be open to lack of conversation. You know, when you get those um, text messages where it's like, hey, hi, how are you? (laughs) GD. Uh, you know, and I'm like, oh my goodness, could like, this be Brett, real life? You don't even have any to spell the word all the way out. <laughs> oh my goodness. And that's the same <laughs> conversation every time. I'm like, I can't do this. Um, controlling and clingy. Like, mm. I can't do those two things. Usually those two things for me are also, it's a turnoff right away. But I wouldn't say that they, because I could be looking at clingy and thinking, oh, this person's super clingy. But it, that could be a, a problem I'm having. Like maybe they're not really actually clingy. It's the way I'm perceiving it. So it's kind of tricky. Okay, okay. Um, I, I'm going to give some listener feedback. And this person said, also kind of agreed. They said, she said, I don't have a list really. They are real deal breakers though. Having a kid or kids is okay once they aren't under the age of five. I feel like baby da- baby mama and baby daddy relationships are always kind of complicated for the first few years until everybody realizes that the relationship isn't going to work. In my experience, three to five years is where baby mamas let go of that I want a family deal. Um, so I hear that and I, I don't know if I necessarily agree or disagree. My thing is, in the case of that, I feel like it's more of a let me get in the situation and assess it or not necessarily get in but assess it because there are some women or some men that no matter how old that child is they still think that you maybe i can you know use use this child as my way to you know get in with that person or get that person to control that person like like some people, the relationship is ending, so you know what? Let's have a child. Maybe I can prolong it, and we'll just stick it out and be together forever. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that the child is, you know, being older or younger is necessarily going to affect that situation all the time, if you'll get what I'm saying. Yeah, and in the case that she does end up, Maybe that person, because you're talking about these differences, and she said that's her deal breaker, but maybe that's the, literally the relationship's perfect, and that's the only thing. Yeah. And everybody has baggage. I think the thing, even with deal breakers, like you may say they're deal deal breakers if you um, come into them with certain assumptions. But I think a deal breaker, um, it's more of a red flag, I think, so that you can create some rules or yeah, you know like some decision making process they, yeah so it's like okay red flag and then depending on how you dive into that red flag if that's a um a deal breaker or not right yeah, once you be, kind of assess the situation it could just that's, be something that just has you like okay so i know when i deal with this man i have to let his ex know that a mm-hmm you need to calm the but uh, down yeah i feel like i feel like instead of calling it a deal breaker list we should call you we should call it like a red flag list just so you know mm-hmm. 
I feel like um, most people these days are very flexible. Right. Um, personally, I have a list, but it's more of like a guideline. So, like, I kind of go, because I'm so um, number-oriented, I kind of, like, put things in points and, and like, brackets. Wait, do you no, actually have, have it written out? <laughs> I mean, I don't have it written out. Typed? <laughs> typed like, in a know, folder? In Excel spreadsheet, like, <gasps> that sounds like, yeah, it exists. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, it's, not, it's, not like, not it's not like plus five if you're ambitious, you it's know. A plus Google, it's a Google Doc. <laughs> like, you know, it's nothing like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know i i kind of assign different values to different things and then like if the deal breaker list is heavy enough in the points then you know it's a no-go but like if you're heavy enough in the positive list then you know it's like it can outweigh the deal breaker stuff that's there so like if you uh, ambitious and you're outgoing and you're you know kind then if you had a child then you know even though that was a deal breaker for me or like a red flag i'd be like you know you're you're good in those areas so that's what i really want so i'll deal with a child because that's the compromise um I, i'm gonna probably just throw a stone or wrench in the whole thing right oh but i i feel like even with this list mindset or mentality, it spent it spends or it um, pivots things to spend so much time assessing the person and how they fit for you, and not assessing yourself. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you have to change for nobody. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you but know, that's the thing. Those who love you as you are. But that's <laughs> the thing, right? If you're even aware of what your deal breakers or if you're not aware of what your deal breakers or red flags are like from that person, then you could just continue like doing it. it, You know, if it's something that you're not going to change or, you know, that that's just you well, whatever, fine. Right. But if it is something about you and it's more of a perception issue, (laughs) then, you know, that's a difficult kind of place to be if you don't know how your qualifications, for lack of a better word, are being perceived, right? Well, I think if you're making a list, you should know how you stack up on that list. Uh, Agreed. That's just my my personal opinion. If you're making a list of things, like, you should also make a list of things of yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and maybe something that you could improve or that you, you offer, bring to the table. Because a lot of people ask people what they bring to the table and they don't know what they bring to the table. First of all, if I go out on a date with somebody and ask me what I bring to the table, I may just throw a gym and walk out. This is not <laughs> this is not Shark Tank where I ask you to invest in my business and you're asking me what but I bring to But it kind of is, though. My G, I try and date you. Right. I think at a certain point, though, it's not it's not just dating. It is like yes, but I I feel asking somebody what they bring to the table is a little disrespectful, in my opinion. Right. Well, it's I mean, uh, hopefully they uh, wouldn't come uh, saying it like that. Um, but everybody's trying to figure that out. No, but right? in the in the courting process, you know, I like there's always this. Uh, so, what kind of person do you like? And then what kind yeah. of person? You like, the, like I think that that that's that you know what yeah, you bring okay. to the table um, kind of conversation. On the whole thing of lists, my thing is I think everybody has a list, all right. Um, 
some whether people they may, know it or not. Yeah, whether they know it or not. And yeah. some people may play, you may stick to that list, that's what they live by, ride or die by. And some people may play fast and loose with it, you know, just, you know, fluid, well, like going with it, let me see where this goes. As they go around, they may, you know, you know what, maybe I've been a little harsh on that, let me take that off the list, add something else on. That's how that's how some people are. So I feel everybody has a list. Um, my thing is on with regards to like deal breakers. Boy, I feel everybody starts out with something that they believe that's a deal breaker, and five years later they find themselves like, oh my god, why did I even let this? Well, here's one. Here's one. There's some, there's some hard label deal breakers. Whether like you I, want I, kids or not. not. No, well, whether you no, want no, kids yes, or not, they have that's the hard, hard ones. Eh? They have yeah, the hard, hard ones, one. the ones that, yo, no matter what happens, you stick by. But then they have some that are so petty. But at the, I, won't, I don't say petty because, you know, I feel that's like talking down at people or whatnot. But maybe <laughs> in the beginning, they were very sticking to the guns on that deal breaker. And then something happens and they grow up and maybe three years from then, they're like, oh my God, why was this even a deal breaker for me? Like, what am I doing? Like, well, that's so silly. Like, if I, could go, if I could go back, I would tell I, younger me, like, forget about that. Maybe then I'll be in this relationship with this and that person. And I whatnot. feel like one of those deal breakers, Vernon, is people that want people with like a six-figure salary. Oh. Or, or but you know, I think... Their PhD. <laughs> I think Anushka makes a good point worth thinking about, though, because when you think about it, a list is kind of selfish. Um, you are mm-hmm. really not considering the other person's point of view. You're only considering mm-hmm. your own. And that's up to you to decide if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But also keep in mind, there's something about you personally that is someone else's red flag. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so for instance, right, let's say you brought up the thing about being clingy, right? Right. So, you know, a girl may be assessing a guy as, oh, my God, he's, like, too clingy or, you know, mm-hmm. is, like, he's too much or whatever. But it could be, like, from the girl's point of view. From the fella's point of view. Yeah, yeah from the fella's point of view that... Um, she's so independent. Right. It's not letting someone in. Exactly. Right, right. Yeah, she's not letting me take care of her, you know. Right, she's but, she's just, but she's just thinking, oh, I can't deal with this guy, oh, you know. Also, right. Yeah, it could also be like that too, and it could be that the guy's like, oh my God, I really like her. Mm-hmm. I really want to spend the rest of my life. I want to, you know, spend time for her, get to know her and mm-hmm. whatnot. And it could be that she, the girl, just came from a relationship where she was with a guy who wasn't necessarily spending as much time with her mm-hmm. type thing. So she thinks like the guy not spending time with me, like that's the normal, I guess, mm. type thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so. Yeah, so I think it's all of those things, but you're just thinking, oh, he's so clingy, oh, I can't deal with it next, you know? Wow. Right, instead of looking at yourself first and saying, okay, am I being unreasonable or... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think to round up the list i'll just play this next um user or um <laughs> i'm like such a market digital marketer user <laughs> feedback um this uh listener feedback when it comes to the possibility of not having a list i think sometimes when love at first sight or a one-night stand sorry a one-night stand develops into more than just a one night like the list was not considered 
and then you fall into a situation where you have to backtrack and almost make your list because this person grows from a right now to maybe a right you know what I'm saying like we were talking about last week so I think it's possible to not have a list sometimes but then eventually when things get serious everybody does consider a list on the spot you know something like hmm you know is this person worth going on this journey with etc Hmm. Well, that that makes me ask then, like, when do you decide that that list is a factor? Because he mentioned two different points. I think it's like when you so I I guess what he brought about is the evolution, right? Because mm-hmm. there are points in your life where you just carefree, you just live in your life, you're not considering, you know, like you hear your you friends, like it's golden, right? <laughs> Living my best life is the phrase right now, babe, but okay. Get with the times, know, get with the times. I, I, I was just trying to, you know, take it back. back showing your age, <laughs> showing your age. <laughs> no, but, you know, there's a time in people's lives, um, especially even after relationships, they're like, I'm just going to be single and not give a fuck and just, you know, live my life. I'm not looking for anybody. If somebody comes, whatever, right? And that's where people may get into one night stands or, you know, just random flirtations or like not having those lists or those parameters or actively searching for somebody may let people into their lives that wouldn't have necessarily been people they were considering. Right. Mm -hmm. So it could Mm -hmm. be, for instance, that you will, you're like, whatever, I'm just going to be single and do me and focus on the other areas of my life. And ordinarily, you would like be into black guys or Caribbean guys or whatever. But then this um, Middle Eastern guy at work, you know. right you know like y'all end up having you know a good like friendship relationship and then you know figure out y'all are into each other and that then like give you some falafel you know Now you, now you catching feelings. <laughs> Some chicken tang, tang, tandoori. 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 Really? That was Indian. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, no, but you're a different person, you know. You know? Indian. Nah, not even have you in your feelings. You there. know you want to eat halal. <laughs> you know you're talking about, I can live the halal life. <laughs> but even where he said, like, what if it went from a, from a hookup to a, a like, okay, now all of a sudden, is this becoming a thing? Right. So that's the evolution, right? So once you kind of let, you know, people in, you know, you get past the walls and stipulations and like the formality and you start wondering, is this something, is this not just enjoyment? Is this something serious or is this something long term? I have a question. Do you think people should use their list to screen who they let in or uh-huh. they use their list to mm. eliminate people once they let them in? That's a good question. I I am um, going on the second one, eliminate. Because I think if you use it to just screen. screen people who you let in, then chances are you might not let a lot of people in. Okay. Right. But if you like get to know people and you're like, you know what? Like they might not have this exact thing on my list, but 
you know, I am having fun with them and they're respectful and they have a lot of other things to offer. So, you know, I'm just going to keep riding with them. Because I feel like a lot of these, um, I would say something really controversial here. A lot oh. of these single bitter individuals Whoa. are using <laughs> a list to screen people and it's because they're and doing that, justify. they're not letting anybody in. And then they're bitter, they're even more bitter and then the list gets longer and still no one comes Yeah, it's in, like a vicious cycle. And, yeah, you know? yeah. But if, if, if there are things that you cannot compromise on, like hygiene and... I mean, I feel like, then, like I feel like that's everyone's um, culture. But what if you, what if you think that's a thing? You think it should be on everybody's list, but if you are if you are salop and you never realize. Wow! Right? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my French listeners. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> wow. Okay. No, but, no. Like but... you never thought somebody could get that bad, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's like damn. Like I know I'm bad, but. And, and those people end up making like end up like adding that thing to your list because it wasn't on your list before. But you're like, damn, I didn't know that I could get so bad. So now this is a must-have on my list. So now everybody's getting screened to that um, parameter because I, I somebody was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you separate your laundry. <laughs> you know that, yeah. and you know the funny thing. Like this is a whole other topic in itself. But I think that's why. When um, couples first move in together, that's why it's such a difficult <laughs> adjustment because then you intimately see Yo, the daily you. routines and habits of somebody and you're like, but you've been comfortable enough with them to live with them. And yeah. the facade of, oh, bae's coming over, let me clean up, is, you know, out the window. Yeah. yeah. You see let me close the toilet, though. talking about how... You know, modern day, you don't have to abide by these olden time rules and whatnot. Maybe some of them old time rules, that means your parents were talking to you all about when you were younger. That means you were there for a reason, you know. You know how when your mother tell you, um, um, you know, maybe you ought to live with the person for a bit before you get serious? You want to do that because you don't want to move into somebody. Well, that's, you don't I... want to marry somebody after you don't want to move in somebody after you marry them and that's when you find out well maybe that person doesn't put their cup in the sink right oh, away. and know? that drives you crazy and that yeah. drives you crazy or or yeah, maybe maybe that person <laughs> doesn't put the toilet seat down you know <gasps> or or maybe that person just clips their toenails anywhere you know maybe that's when you find out all the deal breakers <laughs> the things that are making you go crazy don't put yourself in that situation missy the, uh, um, uh, I know that is not happening to me. I'm just going to say it sounds personal. I'm just going to write an example. I myself don't laugh because where are you coming out with these outrageous things? Yeah, I'm just thinking of random things. things that might I was like, I didn't know it was so bad, buddy. Like, you know? <laughs> I'm just trying to think of random things that piss people off, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> well, guys, I mean, we spoke a lot about the list, and I think we could transition a bit into um, the dating differences, right? I mean, we kind of touched on it a little bit in terms of culture, but and I don't think we can cover all the dating differences. So, no, I we're think- just going to the major ones yeah so let's let's establish what those major ones are i think culture is a huge one may take us a a while race okay yes. but, uh, okay culture and race and is... family yes mm. 
Oh, well, well, you you say race with uh, uh, skepticism. Well, but I you, you I race, think I say race because I think race and culture can be together. No, I think they're different. No, yeah, oh, I know they're yeah. different, but I think they're different because. But a yes, white, I, a white I, I, American I, different from a, a white Irish person. Okay. Oh, but, oh white Caribbean. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, I'm with y'all. Yeah. So we talk. We're talking about culture, race. What again? Religion. Family. Age. Well, well, family and family and culture kind of go together. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they can. So culture, go. Wow. Um, I personally, I do not think I would do very well with somebody that's not in my culture. Okay. Okay. Uh, just because my of my humor and my my just. You know, my my thought process is very heavily based on my culture. So if you are not down with the culture, then, you know, exit stage left. Sorry. <laughs> that, that, that's just my thoughts on it. Like, you know, I, I just imagine being in, um, like, like, you know, somebody calling you and he's like, hey, what's up? And you're telling them, hey, it's a cafe. And they're like, uh, what? And it's just like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, it means what's up in, in, in my language. So, like, yeah, okay. Adani, okay, can I hit you with a hard one there? Um, so, is it that you don't want to, you're not willing to teach somebody your culture? Nah, because I don't feel like something. Like, I, uh, I, I get where you're going there already. Because so that's, stop right there. that's what happens um, when... I feel like there's a certain age at which you cannot teach somebody again. How do right? you it's not that it's not that yeah. I don't teach somebody. It's just that I would prefer somebody already have the basics. Like yeah. you know, like like you know, like I don't teach somebody like you know like like there's certain things you can teach people, like hey, this is what we say here, this is what we do here, what... and then there's certain things that you know you just grew up ingrained in you. So like, like, like for instance, like... you cannot imagine bringing a you know American girl or Filipino girl, or I'm just trying to cover the globe, guys. Um, back home to Denry, and your parents and your grandmother and everybody talking patwa, and she just they're like, uh, well, yeah, she just, she just they're on Google Translate trying and like you know, follow and, and then ask, huh, why isn't this on Google Translate? And it's like, but but then there's certain that the like on the flip side, you could find somebody that's in your culture that doesn't know that exactly. that right. real, yes. Exactly. So, so like it's a catch twenty two, but then like you go into something like carnival, and then somebody questioning, so why you want to jump in the street naked? Like you know, what is this? Okay, mm-hmm. that's that's and, what I was about to ask. You. Like, and like, how do you how do you teach somebody, you teach somebody like you know that? about like carnival? Like you know, so you like, just need someone open to it. Maybe at, not at the very least. At the at very the least. least, open to it. Yeah, but I would prefer somebody that has that knowledge. In it. Yeah, yeah, somewhat. Because the thing I would say is that also depending on where the person lives, they may be, they may not be from the Caribbean, but because where they're from is diverse, they're exposed to Caribbean culture and some of the happenings yes. of it, even if it's not authentic to what you know are specific to your country. So for like instance... Drink. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. So you know, if you if the person grew up in Toronto, New York, Miami, 
mm, yeah. possibly London, you know, places that have a heavy Caribbean concentration, they may not be from the place, but, you know, no. Yeah, they've done, they've done a few carnivals. They listen to some soca. Mm-hmm. You know, they know who Marshall is. So <laughs> it's not necessarily that they have to be from your culture if they have a solid cultural foundation understanding. And an opening to, to expanding their views on my culture. Okay. As I would be today. So well, I know that's this is what gonna, I was going to ask. Go ahead, Camille. I was going to say, I know this is going to make Vernon mad, but does Drake fall into that or what? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Prepare for the rant. <laughs> Please hold. I mean, like, no, get no, I don't have a rant. <laughs> <laughs> but I totally get I, I it. It makes feel, sense. You just know I feel strongly about Drake. <laughs> like, like this guy. What your girl's favorite rapper? Appropriation. Hey, Jamaican papi. I blame the Jamaicans that let him do that, though. That's, <laughs> that's, that's why I really blame. But, you know, I, I can't even blame them. Because I know if Drake say he was coming to send Lucia, everybody be like, oh my God, Drake wants to be Lucia. Nah, nah, <laughs> I can blame them. I can blame them. Because I feel like somebody should have been like, yo, like it's all well and cool, you enjoy our culture, but I'm going to need you to stop with that fake Jamaican accent. I don't <laughs> Like you do, I do that one more time, a... I will punch you in your mouth. But the, I think <laughs> the weird thing is some of like this, I don't know if it was... If you vibes cartel will let Drake do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa there. I, I didn't mean it to go this far. Um, <laughs> but, but I do have a question though. So we're talking about these cultural differences, right? So this might be controversial as well. Ooh. But even this idea of dating like between, you know, different Caribbean subsets Mm -hmm. or, you know, countries or cultures. So, Mm -hmm. like, for example, Dominican Republic and Haiti. Like, Mm -hmm. could someone from knowing the current climate around Dominican Republic and Haiti, like, could someone do that knowing all of those things, right, of what's going on in the country? And this kind of falls into race as well. It would be tough. Right, it's tough, but I think you know love can conquer a lot. But it would be very <laughs> tough. It and, would and... be very tough because Dominican Republic people from the Dominican Republic that I have met are very, very fierce about their their culture, and some of their culture involves like not liking Haitians. So that's wild. That would be very tough. I think like somebody would have to be very open and then it have to be very in love <laughs> and i'm sure it exists i mean they oh, yeah, share a border sure it does, yeah. but it's I it's see, very interesting because there, there are many wild there are many haitians living in the dominican republic so they're not only with other haitians right i don't know that's just crazy to me that like something that's that's so like historical gets like passed on like that and people have this like feeling like imagine like you are you from the Dominican Republic and you have your list and <laughs> it just so happened they have this Haitian girl going to the grocery store fine Haitian girl she check everything on your list you go to let the fact that she Haitian well, like, so that that may not be what, it, like, it may not stop that person, but it may be a serious factor in, like, yeah, I love this person, but what will my family think? Right? Yes, I think for society. I yeah, think, I think that's a major thing. I think that's the bigger component. You know, if you're in love, like, that's one thing, but it's like, 
But can I bring this person back to my family, though? Um, right? Yeah, I, I think, think that's a major thing. What will I, mommy and granny say? And I think, like, this is maybe just me being me, you know, winning the system, Babylon kind of thing. <laughs> oh, if, I, if I in a relationship with somebody, I like the person. If you cannot show me some major flaw, like, yo, I know this person is secretly a serial killer type flaw. Oh my! You have wow. to suck it up and just deal with it. Like I would be that person to tell my mother, "Hey, like, all right, all well and good, you don't like her, but your reasons are a bit petty right now. So I'm gonna need you to just suck it up and deal with it. That's why I with and I would like to be a fly on the wall for that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> You would not. Question, right? You Question would not because she would make women. she would turn you back to a human and say, "Danny, why you let Vernon do that?" Kill <laughs> you and me. So let me ask you a question based on that, right? Um, one, in terms of dating differences, who do you think is more? Which sex is more likely to allow the dating differences? A man approaching a woman or a woman approaching a man? I don't. And then in your family. Who is more likely to accept the differences? Is it your your parent, your father, okay. kind of grandfather, or your mother, grandmother? Yeah. <laughs> In terms of accepting the differences, a man is more likely to accept. Yeah, I feel like fathers are more likely. Sometimes. I feel like no. fathers accept it more likely for the For son. the son. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. Oh, yeah. Okay. You see if it's for the son... The father is more likely to accept it. If it's for a daughter, oh, it, it's 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 a toss up, but it's more likely the mother. But just by a hair, just by like a little bit, because at the end of the day, the daughter, like if the if we hate that person, we all equally hate that person together. I feel like, <laughs> I, I feel like that's how it goes for daughters. <laughs> I could be wrong. I'm what li- did the lady I'm, I'm literally running through. I, I mean, I I think in modern day society, it doesn't matter, doesn't think by gender that much. I could be wrong. But I was kind of running through my um, aunts and uncles on my father's side. And I was like, yep, all of the all of my aunts, like their first marriage was to an Indian man. But my uncles were the first to go marry somebody outside of the culture. Oh, but um, even and how did your family view that? So I think the first uncle that married outside of the culture, the um, the person was still Guyanese, but they and I think the person was like heavily opening themselves. Well, okay, no, no, no. The first uncle ran off. And married a German lady (laughs) and got her pregnant outside of marriage. So that was like a huge, like, (gasps) scandal. Right? (laughs) So then I guess, I guess that made it easy for the second one who then married outside of the culture to marry a Guyanese person, even if she wasn't in their race. But she was. I didn't go that far. I didn't go that far. And she got it easy. Right, right. <laughs> and I think they followed all the, you know, they followed all the, you know, pr- 
proper steps in, you know, like get married, have a child, whatever. And she was almost more involved in the Hindu culture than anybody, right? All right, so you can vote one, okay, okay. Right, but when it came to my father, then Rebel. my father went off to St. Nusha, found a shabby in, you know. Hey, <laughs> broke all the rules. Broke all the rules. Right? My guy was sitting for the fences. Receipt, receipt she, she, for the biscuits. She, she didn't have relaxation in her hair yet. <laughs> and she was not about to adopt Hinduism. <laughs> oh boy. Risk it for the boy. <laughs> no, but I, I just thought that was kind of interesting, right? To, to think about you know in the older times like it's funny all of the women stayed within you know race and religion and culture but the guys were the ones who who went out of it but they had an example of somebody who was who like extremely rebelled you know like that example of your siblings and that's the thing i think as time goes on Mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of these differences are gonna change because people going to be seeing other examples right people breaking the norm Mm -hmm. and whatnot you know so yeah yeah so i think if you're living in a fairly homogeneous society then it's gonna be difficult or it's gonna be oh you know for family and stuff that's gonna be harder to accept right but the world is becoming more and more mixed so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and and tying gender to age right because i think they kind of do especially i mean i see in the caribbean you see a lot of older men mm-hmm. with younger women so how does age play a role in all of this in terms of a factor for dating differences I think it's... Oh, go ahead, Adani. I was going to say that our parents, like, at least my, like, parents, you know, have a quite a... Not the largest age gap, but, you know, seven to ten years. And most of the people that I know, their parents have a similar age gap. But what's everybody's parents' age gap? Mine is five years. Mine is seven. Mine's seven. Seven, I think. Yes, um, but are all of the men older? Is that what it is? Yeah, my father was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> let, let me let me let me blow your mind here. Oh. Hold you it see on. the whole age different thing? It only matters at the age at which people start dating. Check it. Let's say your father ten years older than your mother. If your father started dating your mother when he was twenty, that would be a problem, right? <laughs> If your father submits so. your mother when he's 30, nobody has a problem. But I think some people still have a problem. Yeah, some people yeah, still have a problem. but it's not that big a so, problem okay. because at the end of the day, 40 and 40 she's an adult. Is, yeah, so different. A, a 30-year age difference, though. Where then you that's would... a problem. Also. <laughs> <laughs> come, I need, well, no, no, no. So when if, if he's 60, 60 and I was told he was going to go there. Nah, that's not a problem. <laughs> but and that's a you common see, thing. But it's the, it, it's is just it the pro- age at which it's happening. That's the issue there. But it's, <laughs> I, 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 many times it's more acceptable if the man is older. That's exactly what I was coming for, Danny. So so if you see a sixty-year-old, and let's see on the right now, Angela Bassett can talk to don't me. Don't come and use the witches. Don't come and, and use the witches. Angela Bassett, Black come and hit me up. Yeah, it's on. Like dog, hey. dog. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Let's see on the right because she's sixty and I am going to be thirty. But so. but here's the thing: for how Angela Bassett looking, she needs to be with somebody who's thirty. <laughs> 
But I, I don't think her foot That's probably why proper. she looking like at she me. Like, she needs a 22-year-old, 23-year-old. <laughs> to keep up with like, her. The 15-year-old can't keep up with her. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Damn, keep going. Okay, but y'all, let's, oh. let's kind of reel back and talk about age, right? So, y'all uh, are saying... For smaller age differences, it doesn't particularly matter once you're, like, over 20. Or, like, you know, like, once you're an adult, the 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 age difference doesn't really mat- matter. Once yeah. it's not pedophilia, once, once you know. Once you're, like, in excess or... of 21, I think the age difference is not... Oh, so a... you say they have to be over 21? I think so. I think you want to start at 21. Okay, like... but then, but head on, head on. But... We know if, if, are... if the age if the age difference is larger, if you all are both seventeen, then you know it's not a big factor. But okay. if it's like a ten year age difference, you kind of don't want. But so, you know, I sure you have to people be... who late in their twenties, maybe in their thirties, who if who if like a, who started dating somebody when they were eighteen. Well, well, I will I will let you all in on a little secret. Don't tell anybody. But when I started dating, I used to look for older women. Not for any reason except that I thought they were just more experienced and more stable. Okay, okay. And that turned out not to be the case. But uh, yeah, yeah. See, but here's my issue, right? I have this weird, like, I attract either super young because I look young or super old. Old, like old, where Anushka said pedophilia, it makes me worry. <laughs> like these are people who are older than my dad. Okay. So and and they believe that's acceptable. I mean, I mean, these old men are really coming on to me. I'm letting you know, you you hurting some people's feelings right now. Like there are some <laughs> women that are like, this girl's out here turning down a sugar daddy right now. Like, oh my! Like, <laughs> and and you know the response is AJ nothing but a number, and I'm like, mm. uh. I don't know about that. Viagra would. Then it gets weird. Okay. Viagra would make the difference. Well, so I I think y'all touch on a great point there, but okay, trying to reel back again. Um, Sorry. All right, it's okay. Um, Age, right? So we touched but didn't touch the topic about gender and age right so it's acceptable for men to date anybody at any age older or younger and for women it's you know like we may okay the four of us may say yes it's acceptable but there are things in society where you'll see like hey you guys see her with that old man are they yes really Uh, okay but i think that's also historical like what that nice young girl doing with you know, I can understand that was like an old thing, you know, when people were older, but I, it actually is a thing still. Like, you're like, oh my god, like, uh, you're too old for that boy. Like, like really? Like, I, I feel like, like it's also that something that's not as common. Okay, okay. So, when it does happen, it's kind of like side eye. Okay. But if you look at history, most of history shows younger women with these older men because of control, power, etc., right? It was. Uh, definitely a man-ruled world, very patriarchal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that could easily be why we still see it that way today. But, like, mm-hmm. even I have um, even I have um, friends or a friend who is, like, there's somebody who was interested in her that was in, you know, so she's around my age, but was in his 40s and felt so, like, she likes him and they vibe in and they well, you know, well-matched or whatever. But I think because it's not something that's necessarily seen amongst her friends, 
that she had some kind of apprehensions about, you know, I guess what other people would think and how that would be, right? Because mm-hmm. for the most part, most of your friends dating within what, like a, the the five to seven year, you know, age difference range. Ah, boy, you, you, I, I hear what you're saying. I don't want to knock the person, and I don't want to, you know. Okay, this is going to be one of those things. I'm just going to. <laughs> You know, no. If they crucify me for this, fuck it. Someone had to be Jesus. Um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Um, that's a that's a, a weird a weird place. And here's my thing: a lot of times, and like I say, someone had to be Jesus. A lot of times, you see people go like Ooh, women with these older see. men, daddy issues. All right. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. I had to say it. I, I don't touch that one. Eh? I, well, well, Ouch. I'm already here. All right. I'm going to just claim it, live it. All right. Some of them, they have daddy issues. And you see what, and the reason why I say daddy issues, if somebody have an issue necessarily like bringing somebody to their friends just because, oh, they may see it as, oh, that person is way too old for you. Maybe the issue is not your friends, the issue is you. If you're with somebody, you should be able to go at your friends and defend that person. Mm. And you should be willing to cut your friends down if you have to for said person. That's Mm -hmm. where I stand on that. So Mm -hmm. if you cannot bring that person to your friends, the issue is not your friends, the issue is you. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. all right. So moving on from... (laughs) Wow. <laughs> I don't touch it that way. <laughs> on from age to race. Boy, you're supposed to be my friend. You're supposed to be my best friend. That's why I'm moving on. So you said race, right? Yeah. Well, when you look at it, right, most most Caribbean islands are blend. Um, but I do think there is still some divide based on other factors. And maybe... Maybe race is a huge one. Like if you look at Trinidad, Guyana, and mm-hmm. you look at, I think it also works with religion, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say for sure, but, you know, let's just I say I've heard many it. instances, right? Like the Indian culture and their um, their outlook on maybe black, black people. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I can say that is it. So, again, it's controversial, but I have heard stories where it, they're not accepting of someone because they are black or okay. outside of the religion too. Well, even in certain um, parts of uh, Saint Lucia, the various culture and race there will only try to marry within that culture and race most right. of the time. So it's it's in the, even in the Caribbean, it's a big factor. Well, so how do you think they, yeah, approach that? I, I, I do think most of these people talk about it. Like, it's like if you do this, you, it's you like work in the family. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah super room. taboo. Yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but I know that in terms of the man in many of those races, they're allowed to date who they want to a certain age, but then they have to marry. When it comes to marrying, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when they're marrying, they have to align with the family views. And then the the women are just they not really allowed to do what they want. <laughs> okay. 
That's crazy. So a, a couple points, right? Um, Camille, you said we, like, you know, it's more mixed and that kind of right. thing. All the islands are mixed. But I still think even within the mixing, there's segregation. Mm-hmm. And then even within the mixing, there's when, um, you know, foreign people come in. Right. So, for instance, you know, the expats and that kind of thing when they have their kids, you know, in the Caribbean and that kind of thing. So, you know, there's mixture, but there's still, you know, divisions. Right. To to right. have to consider um, not to harp on the Indian thing too much, but even, you know, the subcomponents or even being Indian. Are you a local Indian who is so even within right if are you a local Indian who is Hindu or Catholic or whatever right or are you uh Indian from you know somewhere like Guyana who lives somewhere else or are you a Indian and Hindu or Mm -hmm. are you a Indian from India (laughs) right and that kind of thing um or are you just of indian descent you know you look indian as fuck but you don't um but you but you you don't prescribe to any of the religious or cultural or anything you just on your own so i have a friend who's dating somebody and her family is super into the thing and he's like not on that scene so even if he you know, and looks the part. It looks the part. Um, they haven't gone to and um, and she's the only girl in the family. So while her brothers were able to go about and do whatever, and not talk about you know boyfriends and race or whatever, she you know he is concerned of you know when it comes time for things being serious, they're going to want him to abide by all of these you know cultural things that he doesn't prescribe to. Yeah. I think um, other cultures that are interesting, aside from the Indian stuff in the Caribbean, is the whole um, um, Syrian, the Syrian culture is another mm. interesting one as well, where you kind of see that that same di- dynamic, that even if they may date around a lot of the Syrians, I... No, I'm like running through my head right now. Um, ended up <laughs> uh, ended up marrying Syrian people, right? Even if it was Syrians from other islands. But I yeah. think it's not to say something about race or whatever, but it still boils back to Down. culture and like mixing and like even once you get in serious, what are the essential core things, core values, how you want to raise your family? Your, your yes. Family. Yeah. Because I think even for the Syrian thing and the Indians, right? A lot of the time you see marriage, baby, boom, boom, Boy. right? <laughs> so it's like, how do I want to raise? And raising in the culture is important because they were raised in the culture, right? And the same thing, um, oh, this is a good time to play a voice note. But the same thing, should I should I just play the other voice note now, guys? Sure. sure. Yeah, Fine. let's hear it. Wrong group chat. Sorry. Hey. I think they are based. You can base your list on your lists on geography. Because let's say I was dating a girl from Saint Lucia while living in Saint Lucia as well myself, and one of her things was she doesn't travel. I wouldn't say it'd be a deal breaker, but then I'm like, hmm. Okay, like I, it wouldn't it wouldn't offend me, 
but I know that if I lived overseas and I go say she's gonna travel and I'm like but I love to travel and I need to travel back home every now and then, you know what I'm saying? So it would be a deal breaker in that sense. Another thing is culture. So for instance if a girl in San Lucia cannot cook me some nice fried plantain and what else goes with it, like you know, the Caribbean cuisine, deal breaker. <laughs> If a girl up here can cook it, but she's Asian or she's Mexican or whatever, then I'll just have to, uh, you know, I can adapt with their culture, so it wouldn't be that much of a deal breaker. But I think culture comes in when you're with somebody of your culture versus when you're with somebody that's not of your culture, you don't mind adapting and, um, I guess, making compromises. So, yeah, compromise does come into play depending on where you live. Because I think if I was in San Lucia, I'd make there's certain things I wouldn't compromise. That because I'm here, depending on the person I'm with, I would compromise on certain things to adapt and learn more, and I guess grow together, etc., etc. So a a little like back, but still relevant to here because y'all were talking about race, and I feel like in this day and age. The construct of race in a dating differences is not just about race; it's about the deeper like culture and religion oh, yeah. that goes with race, and, right? And well, culture, religion, history, all kind of upbringing, thing. you know, that kind of thing. But it's the same thing to say when um, you know, you you want somebody who can cook the halal or make you a bouillon or you know, you you want your children to grow up, you know, curry chicken. Not chicken curry. <laughs> oh boy, don't not, start Not that touching today. that one, not touching that peas one. Peas and rice or rice and oh, peas. We're continuing the conversation. <laughs> so, you know, I think even uh, another thing we didn't bring up about differences, which I, I guess before we go there, let me know if there's anything y'all want to touch on, is geography, right? And even going back to the list, he, you know, he mentioned how the list changes depending on well, where you, where you are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> geography is certainly a thing, you know. I had a friend who gave me feedback that was like, she's not sure about the list because, or even creating a list because she knows she wants to move back home. So it's like, I'm not, I'm not even thinking that, and even in moving back home, like, yeah, there are things that she loves in the lifestyle here where she lives, but she wants to be able to make her plan to move back home where she can afford the lifestyle that that she mm-hmm. she wants, you know, when she moves back there. You know, like, if she wants strawberries in the supermarket and it's $50 for a thing of strawberries, like, screw that, like, well, you know? It's $50 for a thing of strawberries. Strawberries are expensive, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my boy, you just have to be eating guava and... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely think it's environmental. <laughs> I definitely think because imagine too, if we're looking at our list and we're looking at your environment geographically, um, your list might be different in St. Lucia, Barbados, um, you know, Guadeloupe versus if you were in the United States or in one of those retrospective islands. So like um, even, you know, if, if you're living in the islands, like your list may be that the person has a good reputation. Uh-huh. Where that doesn't even matter <laughs> up here, you know? Like in a busy place like New York. <laughs> yeah, you know, like in New York, somebody's reputation doesn't necessarily matter because, you know, it's just the two of y'all. But mm-hmm. in, you know, a smaller island where it's who yeah. you know and your history precedes you and, you know, that kind of thing. Everybody knows your rap sheet before they even meet you. Mm-hmm. Um 
you know and, and if you bring that person back home and then you kind of have to you know introduce them to your culture your family your friends back home and then it's like oh okay okay all right i see where you're going buddy like yeah and then you know and then like your parents are like why didn't you get with this girl she's such a nice girl from the community like that's part of the problem man we're talking about like location affecting it but it's not really the location it's the people in the location Mm -hmm. that's the factor and i feel part of the thing is and it's human nature to care what other people think but there goes up. Uh, it comes to a point where you care too much and you're letting it drive your decision. Well, I think that's because a- you're with somebody, you outside of the island, and you love that person. The person perfect. They're doing everything right and whatnot. And then you get to the island, and because a couple people draw out a couple small points, immediately that person is no longer perfect. So then it's like that person was perfect outside of the island, but now they're yes. not on the island. So, so that geography changes the situation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you, but it's also I don't think it's solely based on people. I think it's sometimes I feel like, and maybe this is the same for some of you. Don't know. I I used to feel like a Jekyll and Hyde situation between when I would be, especially when I was going back home more frequently, of like who I am when I'm up here versus who I am when I'm at home right and i think your expectations of things when you're you know abroad versus when you're at home may change also given the pool so when you're away you may also be like more independent you on your own for the most part right you're doing your own things you're self-reliant you you know managing but you know Sorry, throwing you under the bus. Somebody like Adani is a perfect example. Ooh. Right? Ooh. He's abroad. This is going to be good. Right? He's abroad. He does everything for yo, himself. Yo, 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 yo. First of all, I want you to know we do not share the same um, thoughts and feelings here. <laughs> they have, like, this is all save, yourself, save yourself. Save yourself. But what I'm sharing is facts, right? Adani. Because I, I don't know what's about to come out here. So... Adani living abroad does everything for himself, right? He's an independent man, right? He cooks, he my cleans, he manages his stuff, etc. And he gets into these habits, you know, when he's a pair. You know, this is this is just how I structure my life. Okay. So if he has to add a woman into the equation a pair, there are certain habits and mannerisms and stuff that he has a pair that hopefully wouldn't erode if you know, a woman has to come into the picture a pair just because this is how I live my life. Like, okay, so what if I have to cook a couple days a week or, you know, like this is my jam. Like this is what I do. Okay. Take a Danny and put a Danny back in St. Lucia. A Danny is hands up, feet up. Oh, granny, mommy. Oh yes. What? Like, I don't even have to ask, you know, what's for breakfast, lunch, dinner. Oh, Coco boy. You know, like, (laughs) you know, so his expectations, you know, if he were to be home would be, yeah, it needs to be somebody that fits within this thing because I'm not doing shit. Sorry, Adani. I know you would do stuff, but still. No, no, no. I get, no, I get what you're saying, Adani. When when Adani is home, Adani is the king. So he okay. would be, if he was home looking for somebody, he would be looking that for somebody. That person fall in line with that, yo. I'm the king. <laughs> you see all the women around me. They fall, in fall, they fall in line. Fall in line. 
Check now you're going to have people commenting about my toxic masculinity. You have to be you have to sit on outside and call it a green fig better than granny. Huh? Okay. I can, okay. you know, granny just don't want me to. Not you, not <laughs> the you, the, the girl. girl. And you, you bring the perfect example. You can call it a green fig just fine, but you're not going to do it at home. Yeah, I'm not allowed to. Not because I don't want to. I'm exactly. not allowed. Uh, you see, hey, 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 that's not and that's not toxic masculinity. I was talking about that. I, <laughs> I, I do not say that's toxic masculinity. That's just you know how things run in his household. But you see, but it's right? it's still the culmination of geography, yeah. no, experience, yeah. culture, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. how that would change somebody's you know. List of qualifications or who you bring home. Well, hear that. You see, even things of... like dieting, what you eat, yeah. like you know what you watch on TV, like all these things. Be so... a factor. But check that, check that, check that. Why that would change for in the case of someone like a Danny, it's easy for it to be like that at home because you can say, well, look at the women around me; they're doing it. That's an example. Mm-hmm. He up here, he can tell a girl, yo, when I was back home, everybody doing this and that. And she'll, and she'll be, be like, like, that's so good what? for you. That's good for you. <laughs> girl, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Because that's you have somebody to actually show, like, hey, I'm not just saying things, like, it's actually happening. Mm-hmm. So I bet if he had, if they were up here, he could, it could run the same way. But that's the thing, you know, if, and it, I think it also boils back to happiness, right? You could be completely happy where you are, and it's also where you live, right? Because you could be completely happy where you are, Adani cooking the five meals a day and cleaning the house and taking care of his 20 children, right? Okay. But I you, you getting a little out of line. <laughs> I, well, I just try to, you know, you <laughs> knock on wood, you wishing stuff, stuff on me there that I'm not comfortable with. Jeez. Okay. No, no, no. I get just theor- you know, theoretical, Adani. You know, but, 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 you know, I, I don't mean to cut your short, you know, you know, even though you're roasting me right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but what, what are our closing thoughts on this? No, episode? what I'm, yeah, exactly. That's what I was getting to, right? You could be in that situation and be completely happy, right? So it's still kind of, but if you had to have that situation, or even if your your parents or whoever had to have a view of that situation and be feeding things into your head, that could be the thing that could, you know, try to corrupt your yeah. happiness in the situation. I feel like when it comes to this culture, dating differences, like it's fine to have differences. It's just does this make me happy? In the great words of yeah. Marie Kondo, does this spark joy? Hmm. <laughs> that was impressive. I just had to, guys. I just had okay. to. Yeah, no, nah, nah. no. I, I, let, let, yeah. let, let me go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, for me, I think it all really boils down to communication. And I think we've mentioned it a couple times as well, but compromise. Okay. Um you have to know yourself well enough to know what you will compromise on and what you won't, but you also have to be open enough to know and you have to communicate. If you don't tell that other person, Hey, this is what my expectation is. You'll never know if that expectation is unrealistic or if they fall in line with that, or if they Mm -hmm. want the same thing. Um, So I think that's kind of how you, the best way to defeat these differences or figure out if that relationship is for you. I agree with what Camille said, but I go to add something as well there. You have to be honest with yourself. Mm. 
you have to know what you want because you be saying, yeah, tell the person what you want and your expectations. But if you yourself don't know your own expectations and what you want, you have a problem there. So maybe sometimes we need to like not rush into a relationship and just like try and take a step back and live with ourselves for a bit, figure mm-hmm. out what we want and then assess our list and go from there. But also, let's try and not let outside factors and when I say outside factors I mean like maybe parents and religion necessarily super dictate where right. we go into our relationships and our lives like our parents always want to believe they know best and maybe sometimes they do but sometimes maybe they don't maybe they, there's a better way to do it so yeah just you know do what Camille said do what I say Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's, that's it. great. That's great closing thoughts. <laughs> um, despite what Anushka said, you know, I'm a very easygoing person. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Um, I think that at the end of the day you have to just do what makes you happy, like you guys said. Um, there's a lot of um like does this person make enough? Is this person outgoing enough? Is this person this enough? But I think like once you find somebody that respects you, that is loyal to you, and that you can grow with, like I think everything else will kind of fall in line because you all can adapt to each other. Um, even your family, like eventually they will come to accept the choices you have made most of the time. And then you can go forth knowing that and, you know, things will eventually change. There are plenty of people I've seen, like, they were not never going to get to that point, but now they're looking back on it and they're like, thank God we made this decision because my family mm-hmm. accepts it and my friends accept it and everything is going good. So, yeah. Um, but, Adani, you said something there and I agree and I disagree because it's, it's, it's a little reckless. So you said do what makes you happy. Sometimes people doing what makes them happy. They're doing, like, the toxic thing. They're hurting themselves. Mm, so, yeah, what well, makes you happy yes. that's not... Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, and you gave me an odd look like what are you talking about? But No, it makes sense. Oh, but like yeah, it's do what makes you happy within a healthy range. So yeah. like Danny said, the person respects you and whatnot. But yeah. Yeah. Alright. Um, so we'll be back next week, same time. You know? <laughs> same time, Bye, same guys. place. <laughs> This was fun again. <laughs> Boy, Camille yeah. becoming a regular on the podcast. You know, <laughs> she might be replacing Anushka JK. Probably. JK. Never, never. Executive yeah. producer, yeah. open for the role here. You know? <laughs> um, but guys, let us know what you think about the topic. Please tweet at us. I mean, I feel like we say this every week and nobody tweets at us. But I'm going to your feedback. I'm going to keep saying it. Maybe it is that people want to tweet this or to WhatsApp. That's what I was going to ask. Should we create a WhatsApp group? Is that too much? I'm, I'm fine with it, but that, we'll discuss that, you know. But yeah, at a later point. At a later point. But guys, thanks for listening. Have a we'll, great week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye, Bye. how much? <laughs> Bye.